0: Hello. If you're listening to this, you're listening to the Gandhi, podcast, Gandhi Institute podcast number three. And today I'm here with Kit Miller, who's been acting as the director for the last four years here, and she wants to talk to us about walking towards conflict. You want to get started?
1: Sure. Thanks, Dan, so much for the opportunity to uh, to share some ideas that have felt really important. My pleasure. Yeah. I'm I'm in, I've been really interested over the course of the last years about the idea of like how do we Create a live practice of nonviolence, and that's been something that I've been really passionate about trying to sort out. And not in some way that requires us to be like Gandhi or King, but what are like normal, everyday people like have to do to kind of create that for themselves? And so, thanks to my friend Dominic Barter, um, the whole phrase walking towards conflict was something that, that he introduced. be something like um, when you notice somebody's not making eye contact with you anymore or you notice that um, there's like just some tension that goes on between you and another person instead of just ignoring it or you know or pretending like it's not happening that you might just go up to someone and, and inquire saying you know I'm noticing that we actually haven't made eye contact with each other at staff meeting in the last few days or I noticed that you know, we haven't actually said hi to each other in the last couple of days. And I want to know, is there something going on? Because, um, you know, it matters to me that we have some ease of connection between us. And you matter to me. And for me, that's like one way in which we can build trust with among and between people is that we can just acknowledge when something's going on. walking towards conflict instead of and, and walking towards conflicts when they're little babies just when the when something's first happened rather than letting days go by and then the stories and resentments can get sort of built up in your mind you know by you know a few days goes by and now you're really mad now they've really not been talking to you for some days now there's a big story going on about who do they think they are what what's their problem you know and 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 like for me I don't want to have that kind of thought taking up my mental space. I actually want... I want to be able to be free to just notice what's in front of my nose or how grateful I am for my life instead of just letting my thoughts get all taken up with feeling resentful. It, it can be
0: all-consuming. These thoughts of just... These negative thoughts where you're turning these small things that if we walk towards them early on yeah. and resolve them early on, yeah, wouldn't take up that mind space. Otherwise. Exactly.
1: It's actually kind of exhilarating to do something like that mm-hmm. too. You know, Gandhi talked a lot about how nonviolence wasn't for cowards. And this, like walking towards somebody and asking them a question like that, just if you try it just one time, I think it will be really interesting to see what it feels like just inside of yourself. It's like kind of a, it's a gutsy thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really contrary to most of our training, which is just to, oh, act like everything's fine and it'll probably be okay.
0: I work with small children. I'm a school teacher, and we're always telling them to do things like walk away, take five deep breaths and ignore them. But you would suggest that we ask them to engage.
1: Yeah, and, and ask. You know, is everything okay? Is, there, is Have I done something to offend you? Because I'm really interested in knowing because you matter to me. Mm-hmm. And to say, you know, you matter to me is something that a lot of people uh, may be surprised to hear because many of us walk around and we're convinced that actually our lives don't have a lot of meaning. And then, of course, the corollary to that is that our actions don't have a lot of meaning. So to begin to hear from people, you matter. You know, your presence matters to me. The fact that you're not happy seemingly right now matters. And what's great is that then people can say a couple things back. They can say, no, actually, I've just been upset because, you know, I've got something going on at home or something's going on with some somebody else. And I guess it's just looking like that. And then you can be like, oh, cool, you know. And then you can choose, again, you can say, thanks, that's all I need to hear, or uh-huh. you know, or you could say, you know, do you, want to, do you want to tell me about it, do you want to hear about it, so you can choose, you know, how involved you want to get, or maybe the person says, well, yeah, like, I'll pretend it's you, yeah, like, yeah, Dan, you know, like, I, I, I've i been, you know, ever since you said that, that particular thing you said to me, you know, on Monday, I've been kind of pissed off, you know, I really don't understand how can you said that, and you can be like, cool, thank you so much for telling me that, I, and let's let's find a way to talk about it. So
0: opening up the dialogue early is just the key we're soon going as for. As soon as possible, okay. open it
1: up as soon as when it's still small. And then all and when you when you yourself are feeling like I'm in control of the situation, I can walk towards them. And I don't have to spend days and days you know doing that thing like you talked about when and, and you don't have any peace of mind.
0: No. Your mind's not free to be peaceful. It's consumed by everything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is. So that's like for me like an important thing is how do you know how do I how do I do that? And then I want to, like, there's a few other things that I want to say, like, um, that I have found from really trying to put these practices into my life. One is that I want to. When I if I have to go and say something hard to somebody else, so mm-hmm. sometimes it's not just that somebody else is upset or maybe upset with me, but sometimes I've got something I need to tell them.
0: That's got to be really hard. Yeah, I, mean, I think most people would be really nervous about doing sure. that.
1: Kind of sure, and and so we we tend not to do it. So one mm-hmm. thing I do is I prepare for a hard conversation. You know, like I'll find a good someone who has a good ear, like a you know my husband or one of my colleagues or somebody, and say you know what I've got to. Like, for instance, I'll still pretend like it's you. Like, I've got to have a tough conversation tomorrow at work with Dan. Which, could I, like, could you give me five minutes of listening? Because I just really want to do a good job talking to him about it. So having
0: a sounding board before you go off and have that difficult conversation, before you walk to the conflict, can be really beneficial.
1: Kind of getting your messy first draft out. Yeah. You know? like Especially the verbal messy first draft where we get nervous and we you know, spend a hundred words when we could probably say what we really meant in twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, and that actually honors the gift of another person's listening too, if we can reduce the number of words. So we say as quickly as possible what's on our mind and then we check, you know, how is that for you to hear? So preparing for a conversation that's gonna be challenging, that you know where you're gonna be nervous. And even also to be transparent to say to some geez, you know what, I kinda of feel nervous to have this conversation with you because you matter to me. And, and uh, I want to have a good job, but I am uh, but I get scared sometimes of conflict. But it's I'm doing all this anyways because it's important to me that we have a good relationship.
0: So being transparent with the other person is going to go a long way. Yeah. Making it very clear where you're coming from and where you stand.
1: Yeah. And again, that's a trust-building move because then they're like, whoa, so they're only doing this because I matter. I'm important.
0: And then it hopefully it just comes the other way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's another piece I think that happens sometimes too, and again I'm just mostly thinking about workplace situations where, where sometimes I think that we collapse the idea of, of of understanding someone with agreeing with them, like sometimes like you're in a meeting with somebody and, and you know there's somebody's all fired up about an idea, and like it's not an idea that everybody in the room is interested so in. Maybe. Not everybody
0: is in love with this idea per right.
1: se. Right. Exactly. And what happens is that. We withhold our understanding of the idea because we're afraid that the person may interpret it as agreeing with the idea. So to be able to just like sort of give people some an ear for how excited and th- enthusiastic they may be if your strat for a strategy, while well, not saying that I'm on board with the strategy. And it could be something like you know, you know, I'm going to keep picking on you, Dan, because mm-hmm. we're sitting together. But it could sound. Oh no, like, I did, Dan. I totally, I totally get how excited you are about this. I can see that it would have a lot of value. I'm I'm appreciating your enthusiasm and I, I want you to know at the same time, I'm not on board with this because mm-hmm. I see that it has some problems. Do you want to hear kinda of where where I'm at with it?
0: So being agreeable isn't the same as agreeing and sometimes I, th- I know I'm guilty of it. I'll just completely shut down if I don't agree with somebody because I don't want to entertain the notion.
1: Sure, but sure. that's
0: obviously causing a conflict. Well,
1: most people actually want to be understood even more than they want to be agreed with.
0: Okay, so that's even more powerful than agreeing. Is yeah, the act of understanding.
1: Yeah, just just to I'm, like here, I, I totally get, I think I totally get what you're saying. Or let me check to see if I totally get what you're saying. Uh-huh. And and guess what? I I don't I'm not on board. And actually, most people again, that's another move that builds trust between people. Because that's another time when someone says, wow, you know, Dan's a straight shooter. You know, even when he doesn't agree with me, he still listens to me, he still respects my opinion, and then he'll tell me his truth. I can work with Dan. Mm-hmm. So those are some, just a couple of the ideas that I have about, like, how if we could be people in everyday life with our neighbors, at work, you know, with our friends. God knows in our families yeah. to just like do do these kind of like small things where we where we're mindful of how important it is to build trust between people, and where we're mindful that we need to let people know that they matter to us, and that's why we care. That's why we get upset. You know, we don't get upset about stuff we don't care about.
0: Nah, you have to be invested in it to care and to yeah. be upset. That's an investment. Yeah.
1: So in a, in a way, like if if you're upset or even if another person's upset, that's not. A problem. that's a sign of caring.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that was super informative for me. I know I'll definitely bring some of that stuff back to my workplace, but thanks for your time today, Kit. That was wonderful.
1: Thank you, Dad.
0: Thanks again, Kit, for your time, and thanks to everyone for listening today. Hope you're enjoying this more conversational format we have going. Along the same lines, we've recorded a lot of these different conversations with a lot of different people, and we hope you're all enjoying it. As always, we have these things posted on Facebook and SoundCloud. Please comment, like, and share with your friends. Have a great day.